You know what I did notice, and I said this during it, um, one of the things I did notice about the commercials is that they are now playing to our generation. We are the new boomers. We are the new boomers. That's like, how I felt. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I was like, there has been a switch that has happened that they are now playing to Gen Xers. And part of the reason why I noticed it was because like, because this is the first time in our life that has happened. Yeah. Even to like toy commercials were geared towards, hey parents, hey boomers, buy this for your kids. Welcome to episode 281 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the usuals are here. We have the Reverends Shanna Weston, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, and we'll do our best to address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in your very own Pub Theology Life pint glass, which is yours when you become a patron, as long as supplies last. Visit patreon.com slash for more banter, because we don't talk enough on here. By the way, uh, you know, as the one who edits these videos, I realize that sometimes we often have combined time pre and post show more talk time than the actual show itself. Or close to it. I think I think our I think we maxed out at like forty-eight minutes one time. I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but it was a great conversation. It must have been. But for a few dollars a month listeners, you can get access to all that material. You really are supporting this show, keeping the train on the tracks. And as a big thank you, we'll send you a pint glass. So visit patreon.com slash BT Live. Sign up today. Oh, there was more of me. Um and <laughs> Thank you always to our current patrons. So today we are discussing, Brian, did you update these? I just want to make sure I'm reading. It's updated. <laughs> we're discussing Super Bowl ads, Ash Wednesday, and Purgatory. But before we share what we're drinking, um, PT Live is going to be back at the Goose. We're going to be back at Wild Woo-hoo! Goose this year recording. Um, if you've not been to Wild Goose, now is your chance to get your ticket with um, a little bit of uh, help from us. So sign up for Wild Goose, which is July like 12th, 13th, 14th, something like that in North Carolina. We'll get more details and do this a little officially later. But sign out up with code. It's A-SW24. A-SW24 to... Um, get a little discount on your Wild Goose tickets. Boom. That's awesome. So what are we drinking today, fellas? Um, the only thing in my fridge, for some reason, was a Guinness. Let's put it here. Mm. So Is it the Guinness I'm, I'm Blonde? Drinking... No. It's oh. it's it's the Guinness Regular. I don't It I've had a yellow top, it. so it threw me off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I don't I've not seen the Guinness Blonde in stores here, but Guinness. Go in go in Guinness. It feels like a Kind of hot day to drink a heavy stout, but we're going to give it a shot. 
Well, it snowed uh, here, so. <laughs> there you go. Drinking, drinking on your behalf. Uh, Wild Goose update. Not only will I be there with you podcasting, I think I might be camping this year. Hey, yo. Uh, I know. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Whoa. I, I don't know how the, I feel the, about that. The things I the things I do for love. Uh, one of my partners is a not just a podcast, a fan of the show, but really, really excited about going to Wild Goose. So she's like, "Let's camp." I'm God like, uh... <laughs> so... "Whatever those, whatever you need to do." But like, um, <laughs> if you get that underwear that like um, literally has a, like a fan in it, I highly recommend it. Something that <laughs> needs to, like get you through to the night because it never stops. The humidity does not stop. <laughs> Sounds fun. I'm from Barbados. I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. No, it's You'll different. Right. There's no island breeze. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been there. I know. What are you guys drinking? Brian, what do you got? I am drinking a new one to me. This is uh, Sugar Bush Maple Lager by Upper Hand yeah, it is. Brewing <laughs> in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I'm glad you said it. I was like, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> I did not name this beer. I am just too easy. <laughs> too easy. I'm just gonna let that one go. So you know, a lager, but a maple lager. So we'll see if there's you know a little hint of uh, fall in there, maybe. Even though it's February. Mm. What do you got, Shannon? So I'm going through. I'm still on my German beers, but I got this one because it has little Cupid and heart on it. So it's a Dunkel Weiss. Um, oh. But it's got it's you know because we're recording the day before Valentine's Day, so. I was saving this one for our Valentine's Day episode. See, I did the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized why I haven't had a Guinness in a really long time. I don't really like Guinness. You ah, got to pour in a glass, man. You can't drink it out it? of the bottle. You don't pour drink it glass. Guinness out of the bottle. Ooh, this one's darker than I thought. Give it a little, you know, give it a little air. All right. Let me, yeah, let me gotta... go get it. Let me go get a glass. Start without me. Talk this, amongst ugh, yourselves. Very caramely. Normally, that looks good. It does look good. It's it's just way darker than I. Mine was on the darker side too. The maple is hitting the lager, and it's pretty good. Yours does look dark. Yeah, it's it's delicious, but it's surprisingly dark. Anyway, are you giving up beer for Lent by chance? God no. God no. <laughs> Why would I do that? Like why? I'm perfect, perfect answer. <laughs> are you giving Are you giving alcohol up for Lent, Brian? Are you? I am not. So I, I have given up alcohol in my life, but I, um, like only when I felt like I was needing it or somehow like, you know, kind of crossing, like dancing with that line a little bit. Sure. And I'm very much not there in my life. Like I'm really not drinking a lot right now at all, which is great. I'm fine with, but. So you're not feeling that. uh, I don't, it's not, it wouldn't be a big sacrifice. On to today's topics. I got you. All right. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more as we get on in the topics. First of all, I know this answer for at least two of us. Did you watch the Super Bowl? We don't spend a lot of time on the game itself, but interested to hear your perspectives on halftime show and maybe a favorite commercial or two. So as I said, it is the one game of the year that I do watch. Mm -hmm. So I did watch the Super Bowl game and I was like, now I know I don't watch a lot of football. This like, game's boring. This was a sucky game. Like, like it only began to get a teeny bit exciting towards the end of regulation. And then 
like, you know, we go into overtime and here I am thinking it's like a basketball game overtime. You know, we just put some minutes on the clock and we just play. And when the clock's done, whoever's got the most wins. And then they start explaining the rules of overtime. I'm sitting there going, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just... it's confusing. Nope, you start a new game. <laughs> most, and I didn't understand what I'm like, what do you mean you start a new game? Because if you start a new game, don't you always, then the game is like you have an X amount of time and you play till the time's up. But no, that's not how. So not only just a new game, it's an entirely different game with a different set of rules. They it can't was. decide what they want to do with the overtime rules. Oh, my God. It's like they keep changing it. And it was weird. I, I, I actually like the overtime rules right now. I do. It's an but, improvement. But I would say do the you play one quarter. If it's not decided. Play another. I Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, I but so I have I I disagree, Ogan. I actually thought it was a great game. I thought it was too great of a game, honestly. Like it shouldn't, it didn't need to be that good. Um, and um, are you like being are you being like serious or sarcastic right now? I can't. No, tell. I'm being serious. Like I actually thought it was a really good game. I thought the Chiefs were being outplayed until the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. Uh, Tony Romo sucks, and but I um hated the outcome, and I loved Usher's halftime show. Not like he wasn't like like he wasn't the best. Well, but here's what I really appreciated about it: the last several years, like one of my questions has been, and I know this is going to sound like oh, but they're that good of a performer, but like Usher sounded like he was singing live. Like you could tell that he was breathing hard. You could tell that he was. Well, and I wondered at times, is the mic working properly? Well, and they had trouble with the mic, but all of that is very real. Yeah. And like, I appreciate <laughs> that about live music versus like it being way overproduced where I'm sitting there like, are they even singing right now? Right. You know, I got you. Yeah. And um, Ludacris was great. Alicia Keys was, although like, what the hell is that fro? Like that fro is beautiful, but like, I'm like Ludacris with a fro was crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, little John was great. Like they, it was great. It was great. I love the halftime show. Definitely needed more Alicia Keys, needed more yes. her. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of like, the, you know, we slowed it down and went like love ballad, which I know is a major part of Usher's repertoire. But at the same time, I was like, that's not the energy you need for Super Bowl halftime show. Mm -hmm. But other, other than that, I loved it as well. Twitter was given uh, Jermaine Dupri a hard time for his outfit. <laughs> his outfit. <laughs> his outfit. And when he first came on, I was like, wait, is that CeeLo? Like, his, what is happening yeah, right now? His, no, no, no. His little boy. Somebody, I saw a meme <laughs> that was like, I'm going to tell my kids this is CeeLo Green dressed up as a little boy. Pilgrim. Yes. And I was like, yes. yes I, <laughs> right. I saw that. I saw that too. Uh, but yes, love, loved loved the halftime show. I was I was here for it. I, I I had a few questions about the roller skates. Like just why? Just kind of why. Um, see, that's when I me, got me, interested. I'm like, oh, roller skates. This I, I can't wait to see someone fall. Oh, so they were playing to the white guy thing. Okay, I get it now. Ah. So uh, <laughs> listen, they were trying I know, to get dude bros involved. I am I know precisely zero <laughs> Usher songs. So for me. Yes, you do. It was hard. To yes, know you do. No, I, no, you, you know, you know, you know him when you hear him. Or I know him, yeah. but I don't know it's him. All right. I, so I, listen, I agree. if they were, I, I thought it was fun, going, entertaining. The dancing was great. I thought the whole 
sort of presentation was great. I also love Alicia Keys. And I thought Usher did great. I just am not super familiar with his songs. Shannon, if they were going for the dude, white dude bro appeal, they would have been wearing rollerblades, not true. roller skates. That's true. Although there was an, there was another meme that was great, which was, um, I'll have to find it for you guys and send it. It was um, Usher standing next to Ludacris, both on roller skates. And then it was like, oh, I knew it looked familiar. And it was a scene from Dodgeball. Yes. Um, nice. With all the pads. And ben stuff. Stiller with the pads on. <laughs> with the pads. And I was like, okay, that's really good. <sighs> I have to admit, that's really when it, funny. When it started, it was given some really strong like Cirque du Soleil vibes. Yeah. And I was a little concerned about I where it might too. be going. The but, marching but, band was great, though. I oh, really yeah. appreciated the marching band being there and... Yes. all of that yeah. um there no. was one like they panned around and like the it's just the way the camera like worked and there just looks like it just was this random guy who like flew up in the air and Derek yes. was like, whoa and i was like i really hope that was on purpose <laughs> like, and, yes. and, like i agree i'm like then, how's he landing and right where? and then and then we saw it again and i was like okay it's on purpose but like it really genuinely worried me there for a minute that like some random dude got thrown up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I no, was. I, mean, I was not. I was not initially excited that it was gonna be Usher because for me, if you're doing a Super Bowl performance, I feel you need to be like either like a legendary performer like Prince, and I, you know, yep. for all for all no, the no, amazing no. things Usher has done, he's not in legendary status yet, and this is nothing against him. Love his music, love his songs. He's epic, but he's not legendary yet. Or you need to be like the new hotness that right. is like burning up the charts and very popular. Like, I'll give you that too. And he's not that either. So first I was like, Usher, ugh, you know, whatever. And then, you know, I was like, hey, this is actually a pretty good show. And we got some good, you know, ooh, Alicia Keys. Ooh, her hair is getting excited. And then it's like, oh, here we go. We got Lil John. Oh, we got Ludacris. There's yep. Jermaine. I, I was just waiting for T.I. to show up. I was and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And was right? it hot no, in I mean, there or was he just like performing oh sweat? He was sweating like you don't want to believe. He was so Listen. super sweaty, which again shows how much, but like if that Michael Jackson glove had been practical at all, he could have wiped off some sweat, but he was going to like gouge his <laughs> eyes out with those rhinestones. Yes. Right. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> also, looking good for 45, Usher. I, I mean, got to say. For real. 100%. Got to say. 100%. Yeah. And did you guys hear it? He got married right afterwards as well. Yes. Oh, no, that's so nice. I hope he showered yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get sweaty again. Uh, uh, listen, you know, it's different kinds of sweat. Let's be honest. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Did you have a favorite commercial or two? Or least favorite? I mean, we'll get into the Jesus ones in a minute. So we're not going into the Jesus ones yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Timu commercial was like six times. I was like, how much money did Timu spend on? That? Like, that was just annoying. And the commercial whatever. costs way more than their products. Exactly. Like, well, and it was like shop like a billionaire. And Derek was like, I don't think they understand what how billionaires shop. Like, <laughs> really? Because <laughs> no. they do not shop on Timu. <laughs> no. 100%. I mean, I think the it's idea a... was like shop like you can you can buy anything and there's right. you know right. whatever. So, but that wasn't the point. The Christopher Walken ad was fun. That was fun. It was, that fun. was fun. The um, Ben Affleck don't Dunkings was kind of fun. That was funny. I admit that was that hilarious. Was that was that was hilarious. Have you seen the one with them um throwing the ball around with Tom Brady? Like there was a second ad 
Yes. Um, not yes. on that night, but he's throwing the ball and like he throws it to Matt Damon and they're just like catching and um Ben Affleck for me. He's like, come for on, me, throw it like for real, throw it to me. You know, anyway, it's funny. No, none of the ads were really that stand out or memorable. Like mm-hmm. I legit I, I'm legit sitting here going like, I don't remember any of the ads. Duolingo had a really weird ad, you know, Duolingo, the language yeah. learning app. Yeah. They had a, a weird, really short ad, which I heard, I saw it afterwards, and I'm not sure if it actually played during the game because I don't remember seeing it or if it was like one of those before or after, but it's like their, their logo slash mascot is this owl and the owl is sitting there and you're looking at the owl from the back and its butt starts to expand and suddenly like a second owl pops up and it no. was like this is what is happening right now it was really weird yeah that's not okay <laughs> really is, really weird that is weird but but other than that the ads weren't all that for me so there was one that shannon i thought you would appreciate this was early in the game or maybe just for kickoff but you would have appreciated it if you saw it it's where the different football players teams that have bird names they had the players yes i, I love that I that was that hilarious one. yep i did see yes it. that was <laughs> funny did. right yeah the ravens the yep. eagles and the, the eagles the seahawks yes. the yep the, the falcons like looking yep. in people's windows yeah no i did like that one um there was a t-mobile commercial i liked just because it was like the scrubs cast reunion and uh, and like, jason momoa jason dancing. momoa dancing and singing yeah. like that one was good for me like i that was just you know whatever i was gonna say the 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 one with the eagles and the ravens that that was the only commercial that so i was i was with a few friends and when the commercial started like we we would be chatting like half yeah. talking, half watching. Yeah. That was the only ad that we actually stopped talking. Right. Because <laughs> at first we were very confused by what was going on. Like, yeah. what is this an what is this an ad for? Like, who is this? And then we realized what was happening. And then we're like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It was cool. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I agree. I mean, listen, I'm always I always wait for the Clydesdale commercial. Like I want to see the Clydesdale commercial because I love um, the Clyde sales, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great commercial this year, in my opinion. Yeah. It wasn't. There yeah. was also uh what's her name from parks and rec, the notoriously not happy uh, office assistant. Yes. Um, who was doing the, um the like Mountain Dew, like get excited. I'm having a blast. And yeah. clearly not. I thought that was, I, I like that one. Um, I'm, I'm trying to it's think. horrible. I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, it's like April in the show, but yeah, um, April from the show. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. That's right. Slash April Ludgate. That was clever. Mm-hmm. And then of course they bring on Ron, the Ron Swanson uh character at the end, which was good. Right. That was good. And um, then, and like that's a show from like how long ago? There were a lot it's of surprisingly a long time ago. There were a lot of older references, I thought, that were interesting. You know what I did notice, and I said this during it, um, one of the things I did notice about the commercials is that they are now playing to our generation. We are the new boomers. We are the new boomers. That's like, how I felt. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I was like, there has been a switch that has happened that they are now playing to Gen Xers. And part of the reason why I noticed it was because like, because this is the first time in our life that has happened. Yeah. They have, I mean, commercial from the time I was born was geared towards even to like toy commercials were geared toward, hey, parents, hey, boomers, buy this for your kids, right. you know? Um, but yeah. Well, no, aren't, we I, the, aren't we the last generation left that might actually have some money? Because, you know, yeah. millennials are broke, Gen Xers even broker. 
uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Gen Zers even broke her. So yes, but that uh, torch has been passed to us. He's like, right, because we're just now getting money, and I'm like, we're getting there. And for those we? of us, we're we're inheriting their money. <laughs> That's why, because like, we're because we're inheriting the boomer money. <laughs> That's where it's going. It's going to us. Well. I'm not, not part of the us yet. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say I'm not part of the us that, yet, but you know it makes sense. It does make <laughs> no, sense. No, I, I said something else, but I'm not going to say it here because it's just it's not for public yeah, yeah, consumption. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, once again this year, there were two of the Jesus He Gets Us ads. The first one was. A bunch of different images of someone washing someone else's feet, all kinds of different scenes. They all looked AI generated to me. And then at the end, it was Jesus didn't hate Jesus washed feet. And on the face of it, okay, you know, I I, I can sort of get behind that. I, I want to be towards service and not toward hate. Um but then you you dig into who's behind the ads and you start to get a little squeamish about it. So what was your take on the ads if you saw them, the ads for themselves, and then with the money behind the ads and how does that leave you feeling? Eye roll. It was, for, for, yeah. for me, it was just an eye roll. Yeah. When I saw the ads, I'm like, oh, we're we doing these again? Uh, because, because since last year, and you find out who's behind these ads, you go like, oh, oh, like a little hate group propaganda here. All right. Yeah, no, I'm not down. I roll. But that's the that's the weirdness is the ads seem to betray what we know of these groups. So I don't know what they're doing. Well, my big but, issue was a lot of, and I agree, Brian, they're AI generated. But a lot of these are like portraying, like there were a couple of like trans people in the portrayals. And my issue is like, this is an organization that has given millions yeah. to anti-LGBTQ plus organizations. And it has also given millions to anti-choice organizations and like money to lobbying, a, you know, le legislation to keep those, to keep um, anti-trans and, and anti-choice things out of our like rights. And so, because one of them was a family planning service with a pregnant woman outside getting her feet washed. And, and they were just, it bothers me so much because a, it's a message that like we have spent our careers trying to get out. And this is absolutely not the organization and not, not in my opinion, the way to do it, the money spent on these ads alone. So there's a real uh, disconnect between the source of the money and the content and there's a lack of integrity there right which Absolutely. makes it which makes it feel kind of gross or a lot gross are you are you familiar with the concept of a sales funnel right <laughs> i mean that's that's what that ad is it's it is. the funnel to get you to click and then you know eventually they they they, they got to get you in the door somehow because so he gets the us negative and we get your credit card numbers exactly but isn't pretty, that pretty just much. the new Tammy Faye Baker situation here? Like, aren't we just back to the bakers? Isn't this just the way we're doing it now? Of like, you can be healed for $9.99 a month, you know, or whatever. Um, but uh, what bothers me really is like the rant that I went on last week about how we need more 
public Christian or per, like progressive Christianism, like this pretends to be that. Exactly. And that's what bothers me. There was also there was also an ad that I didn't see. I've seen it elsewhere, but I didn't see it during the Super Bowl for this new prayer app where Liam Neeson yes. will read you prayers. And I'm like, you can subscribe for money to get like prayer reminders or to and, hear prayers read. And I feel weird about and that. And Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's part of that too. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, join us. Lent starts in three days. Join us for Lent. I, yeah. I saw the Mark. I saw the Mark Wahlberg one, and I was a little confused. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember who he is now." But the Liam Neeson one, Marky I will, Mark, I will, baby. <laughs> yeah, I will sign up. I will sign up for Liam Neeson telling me about his particular. Yeah, you have a particular set of prayers, a particular set of skills. Well, I do remember set of angels. Something. Sometime it was maybe last Lent where Mark Wahlberg went on Good Morning America or something, and and people are like mm -hmm. acting like Mark Wahlberg invented Lent. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Inventor of Lent. Because of the way the <laughs> subtitle was like Mark Wahlberg's 40-day spiritual program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. didn't he do that like priest movie or whatever? I didn't see it, but... I did. It, it was actually good. Father I know. I actually think I would like it. And that's yes. why I haven't seen it. <laughs> it I was, it was a good... It. I remember I was there in the afternoon. I was there one afternoon and it was just me and a bunch of clearly much older Catholics in the mm -hmm. theater and they were loving this movie but <laughs> but it was actually i mean you know true story um yeah. based on a true story but um it was actually a good movie and i was like okay you go mark Wahlberg. all right all right listen yeah. i don't have any i mean he's clearly catholic like i have no problem with him right doing his thing you know i just i there are a lot there are a lot of apps that like remind you of prayer or whatever i mean i I pay for the Calm app, which is a meditation app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, why not pay for an app that does prayer service? I, you know, like, as long as it's not this bad, like, oh, you know, cult type will, you'll get this out of it from that. But what's right. the difference between paying for that and paying for a meditation app? You know, like, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I I have a insight, so I use Calm, but I also use Insight Timer, so it like dings. It's it's one of the um, one of those Buddhist yeah. bowl thing, and it just dings throughout the day, and it's just like a mindfulness moment thing. Yeah, um, I love that. that speaking, of, speaking of Insight Timer, if you would like some socially justice oriented guided meditations, look for Project Sanctus on the Insight Timer app. We got we got some meditations up there. Nice, there nice. Go 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 for it. I guess, yep. I guess for yeah. me, the thing with like either Mark Wahlberg or Liam Neeson is because these are so public, such public figures that we've seen in so many roles that seem non-spiritual or, or I don't know, like it just feels like a disconnect to me. And it, listen, it's like listen, my listen, own issues you forget with separating the actor from the roles. They, they are professional actors. They got to work. They got to eat. Speaking of Super Bowl ads, you know, that one uh, was it Quinta Brunson doing, was it a T-Mobile ad or she was doing, oh no, she was doing an ad for, wasn't it insurance or Something tax like tax prep? It was tax prep, there I think. Is. Yeah. She was doing an ad and, you know, somebody in the crowd I was with was like, was like, Quinta, what are you doing? And I'm like, you get your money, girl. Yeah. You go ahead and get it. You oh, get your money. For sure. Can I say, can I say though, for real, that like um, Beyonce tries to break Verizon 
And so <laughs> we have Verizon home internet. And like after that commercial and only after that commercial did like it, like the TV stall a few seconds, like it, we had wow, a couple really? of moments where it was like thinking and I was like, Beyonce broke the internet. She did it. She broke Verizon. She did she, it. She made it happen. <laughs> and I love the guy they had with her in that ad from Buster from Arrested Development. From, uh, yeah, perfect. Buster. Yes. Exactly. Somebody somebody said uh, uh, Beyonce running that ad and dropping singles after the Super Bowl was giving off like mom of the bride wearing white vibes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. So, so I'll be brief. I'll be brief okay. on this, but I forgot to mention I was watching the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus, and it froze mid third quarter or end of third quarter. So I missed like ten to fifteen minutes of like oh I God. missed the fifty seven yard field goal, and I missed the go ahead, the fumble, and the go ahead touchdown by the Chiefs. So then we came back. We're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. It so. The, the last thing I want to say about the he gets us ads is like there I I want to leave room a right do your due diligence on who's behind these things like I really mm -hmm. I want to I want to say that but I also want to leave room for I need to have a little bit of like I don't ever want to get super fundamentalist about this I don't want to go in the wrong direction that if someone you don't have to agree with everything. I do think there are some non-negotiables for me. This organization has some of my non-negotiables, right? Um, so I could never support this organization. But I do think I want to leave some space for a good message that might reach somebody that needs to hear that message in that moment. And I just want to leave some room for that tension. I echo that. Isn't there a line where um, somebody's asking... Paul in the New Testament about well so and so is is preaching the gospel do, doing it this way or should they really be doing it and he says well no matter their motives they're getting the word out or or something like that like no matter what you think of them the gospel is being preached or I, I'm doing a terrible job of this but I but it echoes what you're saying like we are in a hyper reactive culture where you're either 100% with us or we're 100% against you and leaving a little room for, for nuance is important while also having eyes wide open that we're not being hoodwinked. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one that wholesale rejects it then. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I, I get, I get that. I get that there are people who are firmly in the interpretation of Jesus's message in Christianity as anti-LGBTQ, anti-choice, all the things. If that's who you are, great. Advertise yourself that way, right? Because yeah. what yeah. this is feeling is very much a bait and switch. Yeah, and I'm never, I'm never done for that. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. No room for me. Well, and again, like I'm more likely to trust you if you led with that, right? Like Catholic Charities does great work. Catholic Charities is very, very, very anti-choice. They're mm -hmm. very clear about that. Like They let I you know, exactly. They let you know. I trust Catholic Charities way more than I trust an organization that puts trans people on a screen and then does everything in their power to exactly. stop trans people from existing. So, you know. I take yeah. it all back. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And... Like, again, you got to figure out your non-negotiables. Take a stand, Brian. Take a stand. Stick with it. 
Listen, oh, man. I think we're moving on to a new topic. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so this week marks the beginning of Lent. Uh, for those in the Christian faith, beginning with Ash Wednesday, which we're recording on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow, making today Fat Tuesday. Um, do you plan to or did you attend, well, this is for people who might be discussing this later in the week, do you plan to attend a service where ashes are administered? Of course, ashes sort of signify a sense of contrition, repentance, a reminder of our mortality. From dust you came to dust you shall return. So wondering about the meaning of that day in particular, Ash Wednesday, as well as do you have any plans for Lent or what have you done in the past that was meaningful? Um, well, I got plans for Fat Tuesday later tonight after the skin is. Uh, I I plan to I plan to eat me a big old brownie and just be good for the rest of the night. That's that's my Fat Tuesday celebration. It's a special brownie, isn't it, Ogan? It's, it's a special brownie. It's <laughs> so very special. Uh, uh, no, uh, it's so <laughs> weird again being out of church, being out of. Yeah. Uh, and being disconnected from a liturgical calendar being what drives my life. Like I literally yesterday was like, wait, is it, are we at Lent yet? Like what's happening? When's Easter again? Like I, no clue. And you know, when I was in a church, these dates were seared into my consciousness, even right. like from the end of last year. In fact, like, you know, November, December, all the Christmas stuff would have been planned in the hopper. And I'd have been thinking about Easter already. So now it's like, yeah, this thing is like, got, got, got nothing. It's making, it's making no impact on me at all. I did a little research. There are over 300 churches on the island of Barbados. So I bet a couple are available oh, yeah. with ashes. Oh, yeah. You're looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they'll be hard, some hardcore lenters yeah. uh, here, here. And we are, and we are uh, uh, officially an Anglican society. Ah, um, yeah. You know the the English version of Catholicism, I guess. Uh, so so yes, there will be there will be some Lenten services. There'll be some ashes. N not me. <laughs> I'm serious, Ash. Get your ash in church. Well, what about you, uh, Shannon? Like this for you yeah, too, uh, entering into this season, not serving in a church. How does it? I you? I it's interesting. Like I totally forgot. It was Ash Wednesday tomorrow. I mean, I knew it was whatever. I just forgot. Um, so it's interesting because like I've so I've been approached to um possibly take on a church for a couple of months and it would be over Easter, like mm. whatever. Um, mm, and I'm yeah. we're still in like it, next week that might be different. That might be an announcement here. So um like uh like Nancy Reagan said, just say no. <laughs> well it it's it's fine like i anyway uh there's reasons to do it um and anyway it, and just say no <laughs> too soon it's too soon it's too soon just if it trust weren't me, it's too if, soon it, it, it like i gave him a very clear end date like if i did this mm -hmm. I i'm say, done it's got to be very date. specific it's got to be a very specific window but yes it's Listen, keeping quick. some worship going but it's also doing some leadership work that I absolutely love to do. So that's really why I'd be doing it. Quick, quick side note, been there, done that. Cause 
not too long after I quit my master's church, I helped put my old church back in Gaithersburg for a few months while they were searching for temporary ministry. And I was very clear about here's what I'm here to do. Here's what I'm not here to do. Right. And, yep. and, and we're going to put specific dates on this because they were like, let's just leave it open-ended. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to be here two years from now while you're still searching for a new minister. We're not, yeah. we're not doing that. Um, and yet all the, all the feels about why I left and all the triggers. So just say my experience, no, I, I hear you yours might be different. Well, and there might not, but I, anyway, there's, there's, it's still in thought process, but it's interesting okay. because um, there was part of me that was like, Lent is my favorite time of year to be in the pulpit. It's my favorite time of year to be in the church. Yeah. And so I'm actually a little disappointed because I'm not going to, if, if I do this, I'm not going to get to do a full Lenten series. I'm going to come in mid Lent, which feels awkward to me. Um, and yet it's funny that I say that because I have zero plans to go to church tomorrow. I have, um, like last year, Lent was the first, I had not been in church at all. No, excuse, I went one time in January because Derek was preaching. Um, so I'd been out of the church since the end of November and Ash Wednesday, I just had this like, I need to go to church. I need to go to church. And like, you know, and we went to our friend Gray's church. Gray's been on the show before. Um, and it he's a Episcopal priest. And I was like, yeah, this does nothing for me. Um, but <laughs> Like, it's weird. It's weird how you get in, like, um, anyway. So I don't, but I, I, like, I'm glad that it was brought up today because I want to, like, is my point. Like, I love, my Lenten disciplines are my favorite, like, things that I've done. Um, but I don't give up alcohol. I don't give up, like, so several years ago, I, this has been my, like, it was a very profound Lent where I gave up, um, I only wore black and dark gray. So I mm. isolated all that clothing in my closet. And you gave I gave up color, you gave up colors for I Lent? Gave up, well, part of what it was, was, so I was the first female pastor in the church that I was serving. And part of what it was, was a discipline for me to like, so I didn't fix my hair, I left it curly. And I didn't wear makeup or jewelry besides my wedding ring. And so part of it was for me was showing them like, here's the differences. Like a man wears a suit every Sunday, no makeup, no jewelry, no, like, right. Like there's some elements here. No, we're not talking about black church, Oakland. We're talking about white church. So, you know, there's so, some different no, elements. I, 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 I understand. <laughs> you, were, you were making a feminist statement. I got it. I was, I, it. I was. And our director of Christian education, we did it together. So we showed up you know, like plain face, whatever. And it, and it really was very freeing for the women in the congregation. Cause they were like, I don't know that I can be that brave. And they really had to do some searching about, um, the, the beautification, right. Of, oh, she really does. I mean, we really do notice what she wears. We really do notice these things about her. I was going to say how many, uh, is everything okay? Did you get like, really, it was very, it was very profound for me. It was very profound for them. Um, nice. I do that now every day. I wear sweatpants and don't fix my hair and don't wear makeup. So that's not really, I should probably go maybe in the opposite direction. I should try a little. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should try a little some days. Um, give up, give up, give up, give up your sloth ways for Lent. <laughs> no, pick it, I like pick my it up sloth a little. Ways. But 
you know, the smile more, is, Shannon. Smile, smile more. You'll be so much prettier if you just smile a little oh bit. Gosh, stop, stop. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to take on punching Ogan in the throat. That's what I think I'm going to do. Yes. So I need to buy I'm a channeling. Tomatoes. I'm I'm channeling. I'm I'm channeling the others. I'm channeling the others. Well, so but hey, Brian, if that's what you... get if that's what gets you here, if that's what gets you here. So Brian, <laughs> what have you, what are you doing so I can steal it for Lent? What are you doing for Lent? Well, uh, I'm joining with three other congregations for a combined Ash Wednesday service nice. tomorrow. Good. So looking forward to that. Um, and then also doing a combined noon Good Friday service with several yep. other congregations. Um, and I kind of like that because it gets us, us clergy kind of participating together. And honestly, we don't have enough folks who would come just if we did try to do our own service on one of those days. So I kind of like that. Um, it's ecumenical, et cetera. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of like, yeah, I don't know that I, you know, I haven't planned to give anything up per se. I'm sure I'll do some Lent specific reading. Um, but that's still TBD. I think I'd like to, um, when I started this work, um, I was working with an organization that it didn't work out with and thank God, quite honestly, um, but anyway, I, but in that process, we did an in-depth, um, Enneagram study, um, and did some coaching around that. And one of the things in that study that I've really held on to was that I am at my best when I lean into humility, mm-hmm. um, that I trust myself that I blah, 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 but I lean into humility and I've been thinking about that a lot. I've been thinking about like, what would that look like as a discipline to- Say more to... about what that looks like. So, as it, and apologies for <laughs> those that I... don't do Enneagram study, but yeah. I I am, so, so in this, so there's, you've got your number and you've got your wing. So I'm a two with a three wing. Yep. And really in my work, I function out of my three. I function out of my achiever, yeah. like checklisty. That's how I am successful. Sure. <laughs> um, when I'm stressed, I move to an eight, which is a little more controlling, which I've learned to harness into like positive things like budgets and calendar, less controlling of people. Um yep. When I'm in health, I go to a four, which is my creative side. I get really, thus the office wall paper, and right? Like trying to be creative. Um, So what this also did was take, and I don't know what it's called. I apologize. I could dig it out. It's like a 60 page report, this thing that you do. Um, But it takes your highest number in each of the head, heart, gut areas so mine is a two, seven, eight, which is what is known as a free spirit. So I am a like, so oh. every like, yeah, no, it really is like very <laughs> like, um, so I really, I really am naturally this way. It's not a persona is what I have to say about that. But that um, where, where I really am successful in life is um, not knowing the answer, not telling people what to do, not where I really let myself open to all possibilities. And that looks like humility for me. Yeah. And and what you're saying is you have to be intentional about that because you could lean into wanting to 
wanting to pro- prescribe for people, we'll do X because that's what's really needed or that's what you need to do or what yeah. I need you to do. Mm-hmm. And so for you to sort of step back and be open-handed is a healthy step. Yeah, because so what the two is, it's often called the helper. And right. and what the helper sometimes looks like is here, let me give you this thing and you'll do this and it'll solve all your problems so you can see how wonderful I am. So you can thank me for that. So you can appreciate me. Like that's how I get my appreciation. And when I lean into humility, that free spirit turns into, um, and this is actually the image I've been using for the last year in the work of like, so I said, I'm, I'm just throwing Frisbees and, or I'm just throwing, I'm just putting it out there. What I don't know is if it's Frisbees and they're just going to land somewhere or if it's a boomerang and it's going to come back to me. But my responsibility, my job is to just keep giving and not out of a place of lack, not out of a place of um, not not without boundary is what I want to say about that. Right, right. right. But not about how in the end can this serve me? Exactly. Precisely. And so if it comes back to me and it equals work or a good word or something, great. If not, I did what I could do and I put it out there in the world. I like that. So anyway, that's kind of the humility, but, but I, I'll get more specific. How do I do that in parenting? How do I do that at home? Like, how do I really do that in my day-to-day life in work? I've got it pretty well covered. Right. Um, but how do I be a little more hum- humble in, and, and what humble kind of does translate to me is like trusting my gut, not performing. Right. Does I don't know if that makes sense, but no, I think that's... I got you. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got that. Just, just also be worried that what you're throwing out there isn't like a, a disc golf situation and it suddenly becomes no. competitive because, yeah. you know, I said that one for Brian. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, no, I, I told, this is why I love the Enneagram because of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank, <laughs> thanks for showing some... us those, Brian. So, some, someone's got some. For those, those that are just listening, <laughs> Brian held up some disc golf. Frisbees, frisbees, discs, what discs whatever. Slash frisbees. Frisbees. Frisbees without the lip. Frisbees without the lip. Lipless frisbees. I love it. This is why I love the Enneagram. It it was it was probably the singular tool that allowed me to understand myself. Yeah. Um and and the choices that that I made. I'm so grateful for it. It almost it almost ruined my marriage because uh, I am a nine and Jennifer was a, was a one. Oh my and, God. <laughs> and, and, and initially we thought we were complimenting each other really when we were enabling each other yeah, yeah, in yeah. the worst possible ways. And, and when we discovered this, it really got bad for a while. And then we, but that's like the work you're doing, learning to lean into the strengths of the types um, as well. So stuff got really better. By the way, not for nothing, today would have been our 25th wedding anniversary. Aww, and can I just Logan. can I just tell you, it's been a rough, it's been a rough week leading up to this. Wow. Uh, as, as a result, for any any newish listeners, my wife died eight years ago uh, from cancer. We'd been married for 16 years uh, when she died. And uh, so, yeah, so today today would have been 25. And it was so funny because it was all like, uh, you know, me recognizing when I'm getting in one of those, you know, grief, grief swells, mm-hmm. as I call them. And I was like, okay, no obvious triggers, what's going on. And then I was like, 
oh, well, we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Maybe it's the anniversary. And then I did the math and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, it had been 25 years. Holy crap. Wow. So you so, guys were married so, the day before Valentine's. Because being the hopeless romantic that I am, I was looking for a Valentine's Day wedding. And in Metro DC, you can't oh, book a place. Nothing. On Valentine's Day, unless you, you're looking at your wedding seven years, eight years out. <laughs> Yeah. There were people who there were people who had venues booked who didn't even have, have a wedding. like a relationship, <laughs> right? Wow. They just they just hold it in the spot just in case. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, is that a thing? Apparently, that was a thing. You were like, I just had this great idea. Oh shoot, everyone else <laughs> yeah. does too. Everyone else did. By the way, just this is so not comparable. But yesterday, Derek, I was he was like, Hey, when are you free on Wednesday? When are you done? And I was like, actually, I'm done at 3.30. You know, do you want me to mark mm-hmm. off the rest of the time? He's like, yeah, yeah, mark off the rest of the time. He's like, I'm done around that same time too. I was like, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then like, he was like, maybe nice. we'll go to dinner. And I was like, "Did should we make reservations? You know, like I'm trying to like help him out here. And he's right. like, well, I'm still trying to narrow down. And I'm like, it's fucking Monday. <laughs> Like we have two days, like get it together, man. I and I'm feel like, you, Derek. <laughs> but listen, I'm waiting under humility. I'm like, don't take over. Don't take over. This is exactly this is all the fact. Up. Listen, give him props for having the, the presence of mind to go like, listen, I don't know what it is, but I want to do I'm- some things with you. And, and we got to, we got to put it on the calendar now. We'll figure it out later. And you know, it's funny. Like, I'm not a big, like you, you really can't disappoint me tomorrow. Like you just can't. Like I'm, I'm right. Good, exactly. You know? Like Literally, I'm not. You say really, this? like really, truly like he will send <laughs> flowers from a florist and that is great. And I will worry about the expense. Um, and I will, I will, um, suppress that. Um, <laughs> he will, we will go to dinner great i would have very much been happy to eat at home sit by the fire like i really am okay um i that is not to say that i complain or don't appreciate it i very much do appreciate it i just mm-hmm. don't need it and i'm really good with that place right. you know what right. i mean yeah, yeah, yeah i really am but but here here's the thing if you don't if you don't do these things then you know two three Four years from now, it's going to be like, how did we get to this horrible place? So, and, and I don't so. want that. I'll be honest. Like, exactly. I don't want. I don't want the place where we don't acknowledge or do anything this or is, say we're not gonna. This is this is prevention being better than cure in all the best ways possible. Yeah, but I mean, if he he was like, hey, I can't, you know, I I like our very first Valentine's Day together. Um, he made um, zu- like zucchini parmesan and. We ate at home and we watched a movie. It was great. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I just want to be with yeah. him. Like, that's the thing. I just want to be with him. Yeah. And maybe so, some chocolate. Chocolate's nice. I like chocolate. Literally until <laughs> five minutes ago, it never entered my mind that I should do something tomorrow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so do you want to know what I got him? What What he's getting? So by the way, Is- I don't think flowers should be limited to women. I just don't agreed. Yeah, agreed. Especially a man that is a gardener. So there's a plant type gift, flower type gift in his life. Um, And then I got him a gift certificate for a massage because he needs one. Amazing. Perfect. Perfect. So perfect. Women, you two can step into the roses and candy and flowers. Seriously. 
massage make, step into that man make it a, make it a couple's massage win-win well our our place doesn't do that anymore but i would have uh, but there you go. so i'm working tomorrow it's ash wednesday so that's that does not let you off the hook bro ah, dang it dang now maybe yeah, it lets seriously. you off the hook for dinner reservations but it like <laughs> it's a 7 p.m service yeah but um <laughs> a little romantic lunch with uh some afternoon napping might be in order Wow. There you go. All these ideas. There's still time. <laughs> I love I love a good afternoon nap. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, the kids are gonna be at school. So right? Yeah. Late yeah. late morning afternoon naps. There you go. Mm -hmm. Let the oh, reader look, he pulled understand. up his thing. He's like, where can I go to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's funny because Lent Lent has fallen on Valentine's Day several times in my 20-year career. And like, or Ash Wednesday has. Right, right, right. And like, it's interesting because it is a it is a dichotomy I don't think we talk enough about. Mm. Not just because like, oh, you gave me chocolate and I gave up chocolate, but like this celebration of love slash death. Yes. It's very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> there is a lot there. Mm. All right, so in the time that we have left, uh, Richard Rohr quotes um, Ezekiel, where Ezekiel talks about uh, people being reduced to silence and confusion uh, in a moment um, where their conscience has sort of been awakened. And, and mm -hmm. he talks about that as sort of this idea of purgatory, wondering, is purgatory something we should bring back? Did either of you grow up with any sense of purgatory? I certainly grew up with the notion that purgatory is something Catholics believe, and it's not really in the Bible, so it's wrong. But I think there's more to it than that, of course. So wondering, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, wasn't it basically one of those like loophole sort of situations or or created as, okay, like... We, un we understand that the doctrine doesn't account for the quote-unquote sinless babies right. who haven't been saved yet. So, but, you know, they can't get into heaven because rules. And yeah, it would be kind of bad to say they're going to hell. So mm -hmm. let's, here. <laughs> let's, let's, let's middle ground this literally figuratively. It's bad marketing to say babies go to hell. <laughs> so there's, I mean, yeah, it's bad, bad marketing. Exactly. Exactly. So, so let's, so let's, 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 let's middle ground this. But, but I think, I think the, I think the, 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 the concept. So, I mean, it, it never really made sense, which is why, you know, right. the Catholic church eventually got rid of it because it's like. Did they get rid of it? Yeah. Yeah. Purgatory is not a not a thing yeah, in not, the Catholic not Church anymore. Son of a newsflash. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> you didn't. It's been a while, it man. Has. It's miss, been a good minute. It wasn't even this Pope. It was like a couple of popes ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm not Catholic, so I, I guess I don't I Well, don't so I so I I grew up Southern Baptist. I've been very clear about that on the show, but my father's family was Catholic, is Catholic. Well. She's dead. So my grandmother was the kind of the last holding on to Catholicism. Mm. Um, and when my grand, I was 10 years old when my grandfather died. And I remember very vividly, my grandmother, serious as she could get, which was pretty serious, yeah. said, you have to pray for him. 
yeah. because grandpa's soul needs to make it to heaven. Right. And in order for him to make it to heaven, we all have to pray him there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, at 10 years old, I was like, that is the craziest shit I have ever heard. But that is very much what she believed. Or he'll get yeah. stuck in this middle area, yeah, which was purgatory. He'll get stuck there if we don't pray for them. So here I am, 43, almost 44 years old, that I will say one of the things that I like about it is the idea that you have to make some sort of impact on earth that people will pray you to heaven. Like that there's a motivation to having an impact on earth. The rest of it, I'm going to get rid of. I don't care. I never <laughs> believed it. I didn't like it anyway. But I do like that part. I was like, oh, well, interesting. I mean, I guess for me as someone who grew up with just this binary of heaven, hell, and now has kind of basically jettisoned most of my beliefs about hell. What I like about purgatory is it is this place of contrition, this place of having the conscience awakened, as War puts it, because uh, perhaps, well, all of us <laughs> at the end are going to look back at our lives and there'll be a number of things that, yeah, I did things that I would do differently, that I regret, etc., so I like this space to sort of work that out. Um, I like that idea. Okay. And, and so I isn't think... this purgatory then? Isn't well, life was... purgatory? I was going to okay. say, you're putting, you're, you're putting yourself in purgatory right now. <laughs> I'm going to buy myself a one-way ticket. Also, you just said you jettisoned your ideas about hell. Does that imply you've, you haven't jettisoned your ideas about heaven either? Are you still, where are you with heaven? Yeah, I'm I'm much more um open to ideas of heaven. I, I will say I'm I'm an agnostic about it because I haven't been and I don't know anybody who's been and um you know it's one of those things. So no did you just say don't know anyone who's been <laughs> do, do you? I mean who's been and come back? Is that what you mean? Yes. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Everyone I know is in hell. So everyone okay. I know sucks. Oh my God. Okay. And I God mean, is rejected. I, I, I've I not still, known one saintly being in my life. I still have trust that oh my God. people are That's in a place, a place of grace, a place of union with the divine. Mm that I'm happy to call mm -hmm. heaven, but I don't know what that looks like. And I think most of our conceptions of that are hopeful more than grounded in, you know, anything we can call concrete. So, you know, when Jesus talks about heaven and earth and the place in which heaven and earth meet, isn't that like, isn't, isn't that what we're talking about? Isn't that the consciousness of God? Isn't that the spiritual experience? Um, sure. So why do we, I mean, I, I think this is life and different life, life on earth and life beyond or whatever. I mean, sure. there is certainly, we, we all know this. We all know this pretty intimately that there is a death of the body. Mm -hmm. I think. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what's going to happen? <laughs> Hey, listen, he just found out about purgatory not yeah, being, I know, right? not being a real thing. of human life. Don't tell me how it go is. E go, go easy on it. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in confirmation mm. when the kids like have to read a mm. gospel or whatever. And I'm like, weren't you just shocked at how it ended? <laughs> like, you know, they're just like, they look at me all weird. And I'm like, it's crazy, right? 
but no, I just, I think that like, I, I'm just going to go, we came from somewhere, we go to somewhere or not. Like, like you said, it's not, purgatory isn't in scripture as much as life is in scripture. And so right. what is this place? What was this place before? Where are we after? These are questions we have. What we know, what we have consciousness about is this right here. Sometimes this is great. Sometimes it sucks, you know. I mean, me I in the waiting <laughs> room before my colonoscopy, that felt like purgatory. <laughs> or hell. Or no, hell hell was hell was a colonoscopy. The waiting room was purgatory. Uh, but they knocked him out. I'm for like, it. just give me the drugs. Just give me <laughs> the drugs. Knock me out. And and that was heaven. And that was heaven. Yes. So great metaphor. No, you know what? Hell was the day before when the mural axe or whatever kicked in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. That is very true. There you go. Uh, that's what we call yeah, a speaking of jettisoning. That's what we call a callback to uh last week's up post show. By the way, I thought about this later. I was like, don't you only have one bathroom too? Like <laughs> yes. And oh no. Listen, the day of the day, the morning of. So you wake up and I had to drink more of the oh mirror, god. Mirror oh, no. And I had just finished my final glass and my oldest kid oldest at home at least goes in the bathroom locks the door hops in the shower i'm like you can't do no, that no you can't lock the door <laughs> you literally can't do that i know i thought about that listen, later i was like oh my god they only have one bathroom i listen, think man next time brian i'm i'm gonna say this i think you need to get a hotel room the night before like i, I think you need just and even though everything came out fine with the test itself thank thank well, you everything came out for sure Yes. and there was nothing to be worried about but i'm on the five-year plan because of the family history oh, there you go there damn you go. it mom why'd you have to tell us why'd you tell me <laughs> listen man you you live on no no hotel room <laughs> hotel room or or you live out you 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 live in the woods you live i mean i was gonna say you could go outside <laughs> Keep keep them scheduled around winter time so that you know you just go dig a hole and 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 it all freezes over. I could live in the shed with a bucket. There you go. God. Keep that bucket outside. Hotel room. In fact, <laughs> I might just we have three bathrooms. We have three toilets in this house. Like I might just get a hotel room anyway, just because. <laughs> I probably would have had to pay damages at a hotel. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, but that I think that was hell. Yeah, I think I think. I think right, having right, to drink an entire bottle of Miralax is 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 hell. Yeah. The uh, the for so for me to heaven and hell the, the to back to the life these are these are our states of consciousness right now as we're living. Right. I don't I don't believe I also don't believe we are coming from and going back to anything. I believe we never left it in the first place. We are we are we are coexisting and whatever else there is besides this human corporeal form and i'm also open to the idea that this is it i feel in many ways the the thought of something beyond this is really a comfort seeking measure uh for sure. us now there's also a lot of anecdotal evidence of you know reports that people who have near-death experiences and all that although when you dig into those you realize those are very much aligned with the person's either current right. belief or or the belief they grew up in so you know little asterisks on that one so it might be their but, subconscious pr process ex exactly yeah. e exactly but but i feel a lot of this is around again our not making peace with death and grief and bereavement mm -hmm. and loss and all the things 
while we're still alive. So there's, you know, there's there's this, and to come full circle to what we're talking about at the beginning with, you know, the organizations that the, the Jesus gets the ads and a lot of those more um, evangelical spaces that uses that as a control mechanism that plays on our fear of death right. and our fear of the unknown of what happens afterwards. So let's play on that and and create again this binary scenario. Um, I, I I think our work is is to be done here while you know our hearts still beating and our lungs still breathing to 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 come to you know have a jesus moment pun intended have a jesus moment with our relationship with death mm. um and realize mm. that it you know it's it's gonna happen we don't know when it's gonna happen we don't know how it's gonna happen but we kind of like blissfully just ignore it and only think about it when we go in for a colonoscopy or when somebody close to us dies yeah. or right. if if we can you know if it becomes a little more of a finite idea so 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 if if there's anything I'll say to you is is have those deep thoughts and self introspection about what do I really believe about death not what happens afterwards but about dying, am I afraid to die? Why am I afraid to die? Right. Uh, you know, and and to work with that while in in this moment, because I think that will get you to a much more peaceful place uh, around around things. Um, and I know, and I, open context. I mean, again, like death is. I have no idea, right? Like, I'm really open. I'm not going to claim that like this is the thing because like like brian said like we don't know anybody who's gone before and come don't back. know anyone who's in heaven. i don't know anybody who's been to heaven so you know so here's the one thing and i again i think this is a really interesting thing about for what you said ogan is like partly is comfort for us but mm -hmm. partly like with lent and valentine's day coming together like it really does remind me of this like i i can fully like right now I can say to you sitting in the seat that I'm in, I don't think there's some heavenly reunion that happens of like people coming to, you know, like I'll see you again someday stuff. Right. But if God, right. Like if Derek goes before me, you better believe I'm going to like, there's a part of me that hopes that that is the case. Like sure. guarantee oh, yeah, that's real. that is super that's real. real that like we get a chance to be together again. So I'm just not going to, like, I'm not going to really dispel. I, what I dispel is people saying your sins are going to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But if people in death want to say, like, I will see him again. I Listen, I want you to have that. I want you to have that hope. I'm not here to argue theologically with you on that. Yeah. I'm just sure, not. Sure, sure. No, I agree. And, and, I think, and I think purgatory would be Derek having to plan Valentine's Day for you for eternity like there. oh i don't know i think he might enjoy that actually but <laughs> if, if he or was given that, unlimited resources if he was given immortality take it <laughs> yeah or would that be hell we don't we don't we don't know um the <laughs> maybe forget what's gonna say that sorry i'm sorry no i, I listen but it was important he's one of he's 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 the romantic guy that doesn't have enough money or time to think about it <laughs> 
Sure. Yeah. No, that's oh, fair. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hear you. Same. Yeah. Same. I hear you. Same. <laughs> same. Um, oh, I remember that. So yeah, lo- love and loss are really the two sides of the same coin. Mm. And we don't we don't talk about that enough. Yes. We don't talk about how hard right. love is. We don't talk about how hard loss is a lot. We yeah. don't talk about how how you can't have one without the other because to love is to risk loss. Yes. You know, and and when we love someone or someone's whether it's our, our our spouse or partners or children whatever there's always in the back of our mind that thing about the randomness of loss and death as it yep. occurs to them and, and and you know for the most of us it's like you know what we can't walk around thinking like that all day so we just put it in the back of our minds yep. and and get through and we're busy and you know rent bills all the thing which i get and which i understand and at the same time, you know, take take some time to begin to contemplate, not to get all nihilistic and morbid, but to contemplate who would I be if these people weren't here? What might I even begin to feel like if they were suddenly taken from me? Because that it's not that it prepares you because nothing prepares you for that that kind of loss, but what it does is it keeps you in a in a in a real healthy relationship with the idea of loss and death. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't like, we don't like to be in that space because it's uncomfortable, it's messy, it's emotional, it hurts, all the things, but but it's but it's healthy. And I think sometimes because we don't spend a lot of time in there, we become susceptible to a messaging around the afterlife, right? Oh, you can meet them in heaven again. No worries. Right. You ain't got to think about this now. As long as, as long as they either do the right things or they got enough people praying for them, then then you're good to go. So, well, and it might keep us from saying what we need to say yeah. while we're still alive. It's, oh yeah, that too. And that's, that's the part one. that like, and and I'll just name this not because I've experienced the death of a spouse, but I've experienced divorce, and just to be able to like you have a different perspective when there's when there's love after loss in 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 a myriad of ways right in all mm-hmm. kinds of ways um even if just you and and your partner have been through a period where you weren't connecting and you've come back together you learn something different you learn what's important and you yeah. learn what you need to say and so living in a way that says i, I need to say it now cuz i may not ever get another chance to say it then yeah, yeah. Like, let's do that. I absolutely think for that. Brian, I love you guys. I love love you guys. guys. I'm I'm saying it now. I love you guys. (laughs) Brian, any last (sighs) thoughts before we conclude? He's not paying attention. I don't. I I don't. He's Uh, he's thinking. (laughs) I I think he's planning his afternoon delight with Christy tomorrow. That's what he's planning. I think I think you all have or he's laid it out well. Or he's trying to he's trying to fix that he's trying to fix that Freudian slip of, of yeah, he we all go to hell in his book. <laughs> he's like, sorry, grandpa. No, I think it's I think it's healthy. <sighs> I think it's healthy to hold all of these concepts loosely and to um see the time now uh as knowing that we do have this time for sure. And so as you said, Shannon, let's say the things and do the things now that we need to say and do. So thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. 
get access to pre and post show banter and more, visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Top cities tuning in this week are Omaha, Nebraska, Mountain View, California, and Sydney, Australia again. I think we need to play the Opera House, guys. Yes. I think they need to bring us there. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can watch video of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at pubtheology.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. It was it, it was worth it for you <laughs> saying, I don't know anyone who's been deaf. That. <laughs> That's one of my top five moments ever. That's real. That's real. I don't know anybody who's been to heaven. Just saying. Just saying. Oh.